a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. And welcome to episode two of the Untitled Catholic Podcast here with Justin and Father Sean and Just Nolan. Just Nolan. You guys seem super enthusiastic. Thanks for is that, coming. Is that, is that like Madonna or Cher or Beyonce? Pele, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> is it Pele, Spanish for leg? I don't believe so. Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure it's Portuguese for something. He, he, yeah, because he's Brazilian. He's not Spanish. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, on that note, it's been, I think, how, how long? Two weeks since our last recording? How have the last two weeks gone, gentlemen? By the way, that, that's a good streak for us. This is, this is really good. But the best part about it is the first recording hasn't even aired yet. Exactly. So you'll get so- simultaneously. It's like, it's like you could binge listen to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. That's yep. right. And then... And <laughs> and if you're binge listening to us, you should really observe your time and how you're spending it. <laughs> right. Or you just have a really long car ride, or you're on a plane right now and you're listening. It could be December for all we know. You've listened anyway. to every other podcast out there. This is and now you've landed time. on us. Or... You could have just listened to the intro and were like, wow, I'm really interested in interdimensional museums. I'm going to stick around. And then you miss the part that this is not the show for you. And now you've made it two minutes and 21 seconds in and you're going to turn off right now. I'll be honest. I haven't stopped thinking about interdimensional museums. since. (laughs) (laughs) It's an interdimensional museum like Night in the Museum. Is that what we're going for? I hope it's better than the Dr. Pepper Museum in Waco, Texas, which is not even owned by Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Tell that story quick, Father Sean. So basically, well, that was when Kyle was still with us. Um, We went on a live, by the way. Yeah, he's alive. He's alive. alive. Yeah, he's alive. We went. He's just uh, doing a radio show. Kyle and Justin, who are spork, went to. Uh, Waco, Texas, for a youth ministry conference, and they I tagged along. And one of the highlights of Waco, Texas, is the Dr. Pepper Museum, and we were all very excited to go to it. And when we got in there, uh, the 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 charge of uh, the the entrance fee was eight dollars. And uh, Kyle had said, "Are we going to get a free Dr. Pepper at the end of it?" And she goes, uh, "No, this is not uh, sanctioned by Dr. Pepper." So basically, it was just a rich guy who really liked Dr. Pepper and collected memorabilia as a museum dedicated to Dr. Pepper. So basically, it was a bunch of junk that said Dr. Pepper. Suffice it to say, we did not go in, and we just had Dr. Pepper floats. And they tried to tempt us with hot Dr. Pepper, to which I asked, is that spicy Dr. Pepper or boiling Dr. Pepper? And it was boiling Dr. Pepper, and it was like 90 degrees outside. And I said, I'll pass. And the guy said, it's actually quite refreshing. So they did not <laughs> like us. Ice in it? Well, no, it had no spice. It was boiled. No, like, ice. I said you could have put. You could have asked them to put ice in it. <laughs> Can I have a? Uh, just Dr. get a regular Pepper, Dr Pepper, but cold. Oh, rocks. <laughs> Do- rocks. I have hot Dr Pepper, cold, chilled hot Dr Pepper. Oh, 
well, Waco, Texas. Interesting they, place. They that's a shame be. because the Coca-Cola Museum is pretty awesome. Now you just is kind that of rub it in. It, it's it it's I hope so. I mean <laughs> <laughs> there's no but way I feel bad for those I'd feel bad for those other dimensions if it's not there. <laughs> so basically <laughs> let's just say that. So for anyone that's listening. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> oh god! We're now the proof that our dimension is the best dimension <laughs> because we have Coca Cola. Hey, that's right, and it, and there's a museum, and it's awesome. For the record, we just spent three minutes talking about museums. So anyone who's listening for interdimensional museums, I hope you're still sticking around. Oh, I didn't even know interdimensional museums was a thing before today. <laughs> I still don't think it is. But anyway. <laughs> So the last episode, we talked about Halloween, and we shared different experiences. Now, Father Sean, you shared with us uh, what you did for Halloween, so please share with our loyal listener. Uh, basically, I got a inflatable Stay Puft marshmallow costume. From um, the Ghostbusters movie. That's right, the original Ghostbusters. I And... Um, I dressed up like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and what I did uh, is I went into the to the school, to the parish school with the costume on. And as soon as I walked in, I went to the young grades first, so like kindergarten through fourth grade, and a bunch of the first graders who just did their play on on uh, for All Saints Day attacked me. They ran after me and started grabbing me and scratching at me and poking me. And uh, I threw my hands up in the air and I looked desperately around for help. And they were trying to figure they, out they who it was. the Pillsbury Doughboy? No, one kid said that's from Ghostbusters. Well, and that's then, impressive. Yeah. And he said, that's my favorite movie. And then I wanted to say, now you're my favorite kid. But I didn't say that. Um, so did, did they, they didn't know it was you. Until the one kid, one kid ran over and ripped off the mask. Oh, these kids ever, are savages. Yeah, suspended, no, it, right? What'd you say? Suspended, right? No, it, nothing happened to him. Oh. And how old was he? Fourth grade? Uh, no, probably like first or second grade. What kind Jeez. of lessons are we teaching these kids if we're not suspending them for things like that? I don't know. So then, what was their reaction when they found out it was you? They all went nuts. And then, was, right after did that, a food fight. No, no. Then, then they had to leave, and then I went into another room, and I waited for all the older kids to come in, and I came out. And as I was saying hello to the eighth graders, who weren't quite as excited as the first through uh, fourth graders, uh, one one girl was looking, and she was like, "What? What's going on? Who is that?" And so I looked at her in the mask, and I said, "Who do you think this is?" And she went nuts. <laughs> and then, and then they started to yell, "Dab." And then I dabbed in the costume, and then I started to juju on that beat. And I think Nolan has a, a video clip of that, right, Nolan? We do, right? Because, uh, I mean, we got to show it to the world. I think it's important. I've, I've seen this video n numerous times, and I, I think it's funnier every time I see it. So, Let's play it. All right. You got it queued right. up? Yep, it's all ready to go. Here we go.
no stop. Hey. <laughs> oh my god that's awesome. it gets that better every I've... time i watch it i don't want to like you know i'm not trying to I... brag or anything but it does get better every time i watch it I so... to be honest you had to practice that in the mirror a couple I was times practicing for hours i didn't just go oh, in there cold no. right of course not you that... really you killed it i am Thank happy you. that everyone got to just witness that i'm glad that you shared that and, and the best thing is now that you've downloaded this podcast, you can go back and watch it as many times as you want. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to like um, have internet connection unless you're streaming the podcast as opposed to downloading it. But even then, you can watch it as much as you want. Matter of fact, Father Sean, would you would you cut that clip out of the podcast and just post that so that people can watch it? Oh yeah, I would definitely do that. That shouldn't be too oh, hard to do. Perfect. That's great. That is good. I will tell you that much. Excellent. So Nolan, yes. how was your week? And do you have any, any updates, any fun Halloween stories, anything going on at the school, anything to say? Nope. All right. Well, I, I will say this my week. I, I just got back from Canada and then I have a few days off and then I'm actually heading to, to Greece on this Friday in a few days. Cause this is a Monday. And I will be leaving for Greece for about eight days on Friday. So I'm, I'm very excited for that. That's pretty cool. What part of Greece? Athens, Greece. So I booked, I booked a flight um, on Air Serbia, and then they canceled my flight. So I just recently had to book another flight on Turkish Airlines. So that's fun. So that was exciting. So the uh, Untitled Catholic Podcast won't be uh... – Sponsored by Air Serbia anytime soon. <laughs> I, I'll email them, but I don't know if they could read English. I have the uh, the guy who's in charge of that. I think his name is Don. Don? Yeah, I'll send them a text. All right, text Don and tell him he canceled my flight. Yeah, to Don, Ser- Don Serbia. Don Serbia. The airline is, it, is named after him. And is it is the his email Don Serbia at donserbia.com? No, it's donserbia at serbiaairlines.com. So I was expecting either one of you to say, hey, that's cool. Why are you going to Greece? But it's fine. I thought you were just going to tell us. Yeah. No. Well, I would have waited silently for an awkward pause until you did. <laughs> that's Nolan's specialty. <laughs> can, can someone just ask to make me feel better? Hey, Justin, what are you going to be doing in Greece? Oh, Father Sean, thank you so much for asking. Just for the record, I want to know too. <laughs> so I'm going for eight days to work with this group, um, Servant Group International, and we will be serving the thousands and thousands of refugees that are currently stuck, unfortunately, in Greece. So a little background behind that. Um, the EU, which is the European Union, they all kind of signed a treaty or, or something along those lines uh, to take in a bunch of the refugees that are leaving um, Syria. And as they were kind of making their way across Europe, they decided not, they weren't ready to take in all these refugees. So now there's tens of thousands of families that are stuck in Greece with kind of nowhere to go and all the borders are being patrolled to not let them into their countries. So there are several groups, some government run, some privately run that kind of just come up with 
community centers, the host families and the group that we're going with, they'll be cooking meals, doing programs for kids, uh, working on these communities and all sorts of different things. So it'll be an eight day trip working with, with refugees uh, from Syria. So that's the plan. The group is based out of Nashville. So when I go back to Nashville, we'll continue to work with families here. And uh, the neighborhood that I live in, believe it or not, has the highest population of refugees in any other neighborhood in America. So it's Woodbine, Nashville. So that's that's what I'll be doing. That's my week. That's pretty it's pretty mission trip. Way to raise the so bar. It's, it's a mission trip, yeah. We started off with being state park marshmallows and now i'm talking about spreading the gospel to families in need how's that make you feel it's not all on? fluff here see what i did <laughs> <laughs> so that's that i always thought mission trips were great yeah i always I've... find them to be a lot of fun and they're very uh you know, I mean, one of the things like organizing it and getting everything together is a little hectic. But once you get there, I always find a lot of people get a lot out of it. Do you find that as someone who, um, uh, what's it called, like organizes them as your as your job, Nolan? Yeah, absolutely. I um, matter of fact, we just uh, uh, started planning our one of our mission big mission trips um, that we do down to uh, Camp Covecrest in Georgia. Um, to just work with the missionaries. It's kind of an introduction to missionary work uh, for our our sophomore students. And um, it's just, a, it's, a, it's actually a cool thing because it's like, um, like I said, an introduction to missions. It's not going into another country. It's not even going into a, a necessarily poor neighborhood in our own country. And, uh, but it is doing hands-on work for the camp with missionaries. People have given their, their lives to, to serve the Lord first and foremost. Um, but in a very particular way with, with youth. And so um, kind of gets their, uh, it kind of catches their appetite first for doing missionary work. And I think uh, putting the prayer and the retreat aspect of mission um, in perspective uh, first, which I think is of the utmost importance. That's, that's really cool. One of the things that was uh, last night we had our youth group and I was, we're like trying to figure out different things that we're going to be doing. So I was going to ask them about um, whether or not they wanted to do a retreat or whether they wanted to do like a, a mission trip. And um, before I had a chance to ask them, they like came running over and they were like, listen, we were talking and we want to know if we could do a retreat and we want to know if we could do a mission trip. And I was like, all right, well, I guess that confirms my, uh, my inkling that they might be ready for something like that. And uh, so that was really cool. So we're in the process of, uh, uh, our youth minister is working on some things that she knows about, and then I'm I'm looking into some some things that I've known about. Some of my friends who, who do that kind of work um, as as their job. So, uh, but it's cool, and I'm excited to maybe have the opportunity to you know to bring them down because I always find two things happen. Like usually, I feel like th those who go, we we get affected more than probably the people that we go to help. Um, and then also, uh, you know, like it, it opens up our eyes and does all that. Not that I'm saying that we don't help people. And then the other thing I find is it always brings like the group uh, closer together. So, um, you know, to have that chance to bond somewhere other than the normal meeting place, if you will. I always find it is something that's that's really, really cool as well. Yeah, I think that 
the challenging part for for both of you is to how to how to take that what's been done and then kind of recreate it so to speak back back home i didn't what, what's some advice for that nolan meaning like we can serve certain groups of people elsewhere in another country uh but obviously our own community needs, need help and need well, prayer that's so like why we like to start with like like uh, we kind of call it like mission 101 you know the 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 trip that we do to georgia is it's not necessarily a life or death situation where we're helping people in such a way that it's it's uh so greatly impacting their lives that you know we're providing them food or shelter um but uh, we're doing i believe a, a very important life lesson for the students who go in showing them the what it means to be a missionary and why we did the missionary work and working on our relationship with god and with christ and, and him at the center and um when that is there i think you do need to follow up you do need to check in you do need to pro provide other opportunities even on a small scale for them to serve however um they will uh if, if they're on the right path and their hearts in the right place they will have a desire to serve in in the everyday parts of their lives justin was so moved by by that he started to choke <laughs> I, I've been known to have that. I know little people. You're making me cry. You, well, you need a break, I think, was, I think we need a break. <laughs> can I just talking. before we go on break? Can I just can I just come in with some breaking news? At least I feel like it's important to mention. Yeah, please. All right. So just kind of like social media news. Hashtag interdimensional museums is now trending on our group chat. Yes, I think that's, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, that's big. So anyone, anyone else on this group chat, hashtag it, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hashtag interdimensional museums. <laughs> and on that note, we'll be right back. This is the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And welcome back to someone else say the title. The Untitled Catholic Podcast. Oh, we got to work on that. Yeah. Communication is key. Time. So speaking of our weeks, uh, everyone in Chicago seemed to have a very good week. Why? Because the Cubs, after 108 years, finally won the World Series. Although, so did you guys off by one year from the Back to the Future prediction. Yeah, off by one year from Back to the Future, but I was watching Ellen DeGeneres' show one day. I don't know why, but anyway, she showed a picture of someone in like nineteen seventy something. Their yearbook said the Cubs will win the World Series in two thousand sixteen. You'll hear it here first. That's what? pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm just gonna start saying random stuff like that, and then just hope that it sticks. Yeah, well, be, give me a random prediction. Non-sports related. Non-sports related. Um, someone will be president of the United States in 2017. Oh, that's a good one. That's bold. We have to, that's really bold. Maybe maybe that should be a new segment. Bold predictions from the Untitled. Bold predictions. Podcast. What's that from The Office? Kevin says, if David Bowie ever wins an Oscar, I'm going to be a very... No, 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 not, not David Bowie. John Mellencamp. 
if Chad Mullen. <laughs> that I'll makes sense. He I'll said, he says, if someone gives you 10 to 1 odds, you take that no matter what. <laughs> um, so, odds are. Here, here's a question, Nolan. You're a big sports fan, right? Yes. So. What are your teams? Oh, man. I, I really know how to pick them. Um, so I'm a I'm all New York teams because I am a New York through and through. I tend to go with the orange and blue teams. So Mets and baseball, Knicks and basketball, Islanders and hockey, and then the closest thing, Giants. They are at least blue and red, though. Um, so you've you've witnessed the championship. I have witnessed the Giants win two championships. I mean, I've witnessed the Giants actually win three championships, and the them winning in '92 was probably like my earliest memory of really like following a team a whole year and watching them win the championship. But, and now father, Sean, yeah. who, who are your teams? Um, I mean, I don't really like hockey too much, but I would pick the Rangers, but I don't really follow it. So I don't count it. Uh, basketball's the Knicks. And I kind of, I'm slowly moving away from watching basketball, but so that really the two sports that I like are, um, uh, baseball and football, and it's the Mets and Jets. So I have not been alive to see either of those teams win a championship. And as your brother, we share the same teams. So for this question, I'm going to pr- propose a question, and I'd like to hear the answer. For Nolan, what we'll say, this is strictly for the Mets. Let's just say it for all three of us, this is strictly for the Mets. Okay? Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's safe. So say we're we're sitting in an interdimensional museum, and okay. out of nowhere, a genie. Oh, jeez! Oh my God! Out of nowhere, the 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 walls start crumbling. That Do you noise have a genie lamp with heard. you right now? I have a genie lamp in my hand right now, <laughs> and that genie comes out and he says, "Bear Is with it me." Interdimensional genie? It's it's a dimensional museum genie uh, that looks like Ben Stiller, and it says, "You can I I will guarantee you." One Mets World Series. However, they will never win again. After they win the World Series, within the next three years, they'll never win again. However, you will lose all recollection of this conversation. That's a twist because then you can continue to be a Mets fan after the World Series win, but they'll never win the World Series again. Do you take that knowing that you will win a championship, or are you like a Cubs fan, wait 108 years and potentially not see a championship? Discuss. Oh. I think I'm going to start this one, if that's all right with you, Nolan. Yeah, go for it. I would I would take that deal if – um, what's it called? I would take that deal if it were for the Jets, but I would not take that deal for the Mets. Why? Because I – like the Jets just can never do anything right. They so like I I they haven't won in so long. Where the Mets seem to win about every thirty years. So I feel like we're about thirty years in. It might happen, and who knows? Maybe something will happen. It'll be crazy, and they'll win again, uh, more than once within thirty years of each other. Um, so I I I don't think I would I don't think I would take that deal. Because I, I have confidence that they will win before I die. And I want them to maybe even win twice before I die. I, okay. I actually, believe it or not, I think, I think I would not take that deal no matter what. And as much as you guys 
have already probably heard me lament about my teams. In fact, I was even lamenting about the Red Bulls last night. I can't even pick a soccer team that can win a playoff game. But that all being said, that all being said, I would probably not take the bet because I the Giants winning a few times in my life has at least given me some glimmer of hope that um, my one of my teams will will win. So. Yeah, but see, that's see, I, I feel mean, like I'm knowing. Go ahead. I, I just I just feel like th- those who have seen it don't know what it's like not to. And and just to show you what kind of fan that I am, one of the things that I I did when I was um, I guess maybe in high school, I wanted to see a team that I like win. So after the Hurricanes won the championship in like the early two thousands or, or whatever it was, that Miami Hurricanes, the football team for um, Miami University, Miami. yeah, uh, just in of case Ohio? people. No, that's why I wanted. To, to make sure I, I just want to clarify. Yeah. Um, so, but what, when I, um, I, so I was like, all right, I'm going to root for them starting at the beginning of next year. And I, and I kept up with their games. I watched a bunch of their games on TV and they were heavy favorites going into the championship game. And I was like, all right, I can finally see a team of mine uh, win a championship. And since I was rooting for them, I felt like it counted. And Willis McGay here, McGahey tears his ACL in the middle of the game, and oh, they get they get crushed. I do remember. So I don't, and so like so, this no matter what I do, it just doesn't work. Right. So wouldn't wouldn't you then want to pick to see the win? But I don't feel like, like it's, it's. I don't feel like it's my fault that they're not winning. I'm not superstitious like that. Well, maybe maybe you should start thinking that. That would go against our religion. Oh, well. Speaking of our religion, you you yeah. had a. For the record, I uh, I take I take the genie's request. Oh, I see one championship, and that's that. But that's neither here nor there. Um, you said once before, Father Sean, that being a fan of a certain team is like being a Catholic. What do you mean by that? So, like, when you look at. Um... Like something like, all right, for example, since we're just talking about the Mets right now, being a Met fan has a lot of moments of disappointment and a lot of moments of pain and suffering. Um, but there are also like glorious moments as well. Like, like I said, they have won within the last 30 years or so. So when we look at something like that, the idea is like there are struggles, there are difficulties, but we don't give up. We, we keep going to games. We keep watching the games. And as much as we want to give up and, and stop watching because of the pain that it might cause, um, we, we continue and, and we stay faithful, if you will. Um, and the same thing's true, I think, as like a Catholic. Like as Catholics, we never are promised that everything's going to be perfect and everything's going to work out. But um, the, the key is that we remain faithful, that we trust that God has a plan bigger than our own, and we stay um, faithful to him. Not that, like, we expect suffering or, or, like, we look forward to it or something like that. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. I, yeah. Nolan, are you following that? Uh, yeah, that, that's a homily to me right there. I mean, <laughs> I, have, I have preached about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cheated. Well, that's going to tease a future segment. Um, where's the homily where Nolan and I come up with a random story and father Sean gives a, a homily message from there. 
perfect. It's an old yeah. segment that we're bringing back with the, some new flavor, and that flavor yeah. is uh, Nolan. Nolan is the new flavor. Yeah. In case the you're Nolan flavor. Yeah. It's so, not the best. It's not a bestseller, but it's not the worst either. It's okay. It's, it's like paprika. <laughs> it gets the job done. It gets. You can throw it on a little bit of everything, but you you need a little bit more than just paprika. Right. When, when mixed with other things, it really uh, it really works well. Yeah. Exactly. Let's just say, good thing this is the Untitled Nolan podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and on that note, we'll be right back. And welcome back. Now, Nolan, you have this new segment, your paprika flavor to this podcast called right. Catholic Crossfire. Crossfire. Would you want me, you want me to, to just share a little bit about what I envision this? Yeah, I'm a little bit confused as to what you're asking, Justin. Well, I yeah, I'm confused as to what this is. So, <laughs> so I guess Nolan should explain it. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, if... I think I think we kind of touched on it last week and when we teased it, but basically in a nutshell, um, the Catholic Crossfire idea is that there are really important issues in our world today that we're facing and that, that are on people's minds and people are talking about at the water cooler and in work and on uh, Monday mornings and uh, at whenever after you listen to this podcast, this happens to be. So uh, I think we as, as young Catholic men in the church um, may, trying to make a difference, we need to, um, we need to ha- face these issues head on and discuss them and not be afraid of them. So I'd like to, I'd like to say that we'd have this, this uh, segment every once in a while to just kind of debate the, uh, the tough questions, the tough issues of the, of the day. I, I think that's a good idea, and I think that it sufficiently explains what this is. So what's an example of a tough question? Well, it came to my attention um, a long time ago, too long ago, I would say, uh, that not everyone makes their peanut butter and jelly sandwich the same way with the same exact steps. And I found this to be, um, what's the word, uh, just uh, blasphemously, if that is a word, <laughs> uh, bad. It is now. <laughs> um, it's uh, scandalous, even, uh, to to hear that people would uh, would actually put peanut butter and jelly on two different slices of bread and waste that energy, only to bring them together to form the sandwich. So I'd like to debate with anyone who dares how I, and I'm way to make a PBJ, and I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to be that person that you debate with if that's all right with you, Justin. That is okay with me, and I will be the official moderator of said debate. So, Mr. Nolan, please start us off. How do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Your time well, the starts way I now. See it, the way I see it is this: is that um, you need you, you have to put the peanut butter on first. I mean, to put anything, the, the name peanut butter and jelly starts with peanut butter, so it must start with the peanut butter. Put the peanut butter down first. Now. After you put the peanut butter on, the best place to put that jelly is right on top of that peanut butter so that you can see how even, evenly distributed. You want to know what it looks like. You want to know what it looks like before you eat it. And 
put that sandwich, uh, other side of that sandwich together, make that a sandwich, cut it in half, and you got yourself. Anything else, you're just delaying the inevitable. Father Sean, your response. Uh, I, I think that the whole question is in and of itself is, um, is ir- irrelevant, but I'll get to that in a second. First, I want to start off by saying I think that you're limiting yourself by doing it that way. I think that um, I, I probably am breaking the rules of this debate by saying this, but I think that why just put peanut butter and jelly on just one piece of the bread to begin with? Why not put it on both pieces? Because then you have one piece of bread that isn't quite as, as good as the other one. And then it depends. It's very important on what flavor that you want. I'm the type of person that when I eat. Okay, um, your time is up, Father Sean. Nolan, your response. Is, is he trying to say that, that, you should but, that you should put peanut butter and jelly on both slices of bread? I, mean, I, don't think I, was try- I don't think I was trying to say that. I think I successfully said that. Ooh. Well, then you successfully made a really stupid point because oh. putting, putting – uh, la- Please watch our language. I'm Nolan, sorry. Language. I apologize. Wrong. As, as you can tell, this is a passionate Wrong. subject of mine. Look, that's Wrong. not a sandwich don't interrupt. That's like a triple Father Shaw, please do not interrupt. Continue you know it. Long. I know it. Everybody knows it. So, All right, final thoughts. Father Sean, go. My final thought is that I don't like jelly, so this whole point, the whole point of this conversation <laughs> is irrelevant. <laughs> that, to me, peanut butter and jelly in and of itself is the bane of an existence. And it all goes back to a moment. Am I, should I tell this story, Justin? Yes. So my brother, uh, back when we were very little, uh, before that I was even in, before I was in fourth grade, so probably like when I was in third grade, he was in like kindergarten <laughs> or or pre K. Third grade is the grade before fourth. That's correct. Yeah. Confirmed. I know it was definitely before fourth grade. That was the point that I was making before fifth grade. I'm sorry. Anyway, so he had this bloody nose that just wouldn't go away, and at one point, like this clot came out of his nose and it looked like the, the real strawberries that were in the strawberry jelly you know what i'm talking about the strawberry preserves yes yeah and ever since then i've never been able to eat jelly so to me like it's the whole point of this debate is is wasted on me because i can't eat jelly anymore I'm, because i'm not sure i can do this podcast anymore this is this is preposterous <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I've decided, I've looked at the polls as they're coming in, the people are voting, and they, in a landslide, say that Nolan has won this debate. Yes! Crossfire! 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 Crossfire. You'll get yeah. caught up in it. Thank you, people. Just, Thank you, people of our group chat. I really appreciate it. Uh, this hashtag, system is rigged. Hashtag interdimensional peanut butter. Yes. <laughs> so that brings us um, that brings us to our final question. The final question. Last week we we had the tough question. Speaking of debates, we we analyzed uh, pretty pretty in detail about our presidential debates and our thoughts on that. Uh, so I, I will I will raise this question to both you gentlemen, um, starting with Father Sean. This is the Monday before Election Day, 2016. Uh, tomorrow, for everyone else, will already know the pre- the uh, the pres- who the president is after this. By the time yeah. this airs, so. yeah. By the time this airs on Christmas, everyone will know <laughs> who the president is. So the president might even be inaugurated at the point that we uh, air this. <laughs> so I, I I say let's 
Father Sean, why don't you start with who you voted for, and then we will go to Nolan. So, uh, well, I didn't vote yet, but who I'm going to vote for is... Amen. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. It looks like we just ran out of time. Uh, my timer is blinking red. I didn't oh, do the final happened yet, again. Though. It. You didn't hear it? I heard it. It, it definitely, it definitely came up. No. All right. I heard it too. I'm just saying. Why? Do, why do you want to? Fine. We have enough time, Nolan, for you to say who you voted for or are going to vote for tomorrow. All right. Fair enough. I am going to vote. Amen. Oh, there, there it is again. Well, I, I guess, folks, that that is the end of episode two of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. Uh, stay tuned for episode three, where we talk about less baseball and more paprika. I don't know. What are we going to talk about next time? All I have to say is the pleasure was all mine. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> and with Hashtag that, interdimensional peanut butter. <laughs> and on that note maybe next time next the final time. question could be who is the will be elected president of the international interdimensional museum <laughs> don't, don't, don't museums have curators not presidents <laughs> why do you have to go and do that <laughs> why we'll do have you about have to two weeks We'll have, to, we'll have about two weeks to research that and answer that on the next episode. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Until the pasta. It's been real. And like I said before, the pleasure's been all mine. And it starts right now. <laughs> <laughs>